Where lovers live, it's always right. It's cool by day and warm in the night. And in case it's not, you forgot to be lovers. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. Last week, I gave you an encore presentation of my interview from 2015 with jazz pianist, arranger, composer, and legend, the late Don Trenner. A generous man with natural comedic talents, he is remembered as the musical arranger of The Steve Allen Show and shows of singers such as Nancy Wilson and Shirley MacLaine but I remember him for his genuine warmth and authentic place in history as one of the great music directors of our time. So today I offer the second part of that interview, along with Sylvia Mims, who was my co-host at the time, in our show entitled The Artist's Space. But more than that, Sylvia is a talented jazz singer who performed with Don Trenner many times. Of their two studio recordings, I am featuring selections today from their album, Where Lovers Live. I hope you will seek out their recordings and Don's book, Leave It to Me, My Life in Music. So here again is Sylvia Mims, yours truly, and the legendary Don Trenner. To get started, we mentioned last week that you have a picture that Tony Bennett drew of you. That's true, and I we'd do. we'd like to I, know yeah, a little I, bit more about that. How did that come about? Well, I worked with Tony several different times. I once got a call from his office, and I, I think it's his cousin that runs his office in New Jersey. And he called, and he mentioned his name, and he said, Are you available on such and such a date? And I got a shiver right away. I thought, if this is international, my passport just expired. <gasps> and sure enough, he was calling me to go to Madrid to do two television specials with Tony from an album that had just been released with just strings, no no uh, brass instruments, strings and rhythm section. And I had never heard the music. So I got a passport, an emergency passport, wound up in Madrid. I listened to the CD on the airplane. That was the only rehearsal I had. And bam, I was in the studio with him. And we did the two television shows there. And it was wonderful. And then after that, he came to the Mohegan Sun, where I've done some contracting. What that means is when the Mohegan Sun signs a contract with an artist, and in their contract, it's required that the vendor, Mohegan Sun, supply a certain number of musicians. So I supplied an orchestra for Tony Bennett. And so I saw him again, and, and I remember that he was... He's a wonderful artist, and he's doing some paintings and all. And I said, hey, Tony, someday I really want to get a painting of yours. And he said, man, is I want to paint you. <laughs> and I said, he said, next time I'm going to take a picture of you, and the next time I see you, I will do a painting. Well, I saw him a couple more times, and the next time I saw him, I said, did you bring your paints like I was talking to a house painter? You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he said, no, but he said, come with me, come here. And he walked me into his dressing room, and I sat as close to him as I'm sitting with you, and I'm talking to him, and he's scribbling, and he was doing a pencil sketch of me. 
and it was on a small piece of paper, but of course I have it framed because it's a treasure. And he signed it in his real name, Tony Benedetto, to my dear friend Don. And I have that, and I think it's in the book, too. Oh my! Isn't that nice? Gosh. That's how the, I, I shortened that as much as I could. The, the, you don't need to shorten anything here. Um, but the many talents of all these artists is, is so good to know about, and it's so good we have you to share this with us. Who would know this about Tony Bennett? And the fact that he's having such a renaissance right now with really so many is. different performers. He always will have. He's remarkable. He's re, he's a very complicated guy, and other things that I could talk about some other time. But he's wonderful. He's wow. truly wonderful. Wow. And the joy that he has in performing is just unbelievable. Sometimes he just, if the orchestra all of a sudden is playing something after the vocal portion, he just turns around and does a circle. Like he's so happy to be oh right in the I center of that orchestra. That. It's really <laughs> that, cute. That is yeah. The, yeah, that is the heart of creativity. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And I remember when I was at your home, I came out of your guest bathroom, and I'm looking at this picture on the wall, and I came out to Don and said, um, that looks like Shirley MacLaine signed that. Am I right? That's right. <laughs> you know, and I just tried to remember who it was, and it was you that said that. Yep. At the bottom of the, it was a beautiful sketch of Berlin, Germany. And at the bottom, it said, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. A Cy Coleman song. Mm -hmm. And she wrote on the picture, it's not where we started, it's where we finished. Because we finished a tour in Berlin. In Berlin. And she said, love, 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 Shirley. And you and, and Mr. Coleman know each other quite well, don't you? Yes, oh, yes. quite well. <laughs> yeah. We were both nominated for an Emmy. I should tell you that when you're nominated, you get cardboard. When you win, you get a plat, you get a, a statue. So I've got the cardboard frame. <laughs> and why not? <laughs> well, when you go to Don's, there are all these wonderful things that you can see, including you know the the item from Shirley MacLaine, Tony Bennett. But there's also this really cool thing that just every time I think about it, I just get chills. He has a Rolodex, and in the Rolodex, there is Dizzy Gillespie's address, phone number, information. And he has wonderful stories about Dizzy Gillespie. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, that's a great story. Talk yeah. about Dizzy. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? Oh, sure. It? I'll tell you one, one occurrence. It was wonderful. It was Thanksgiving, and Herb Ellis invited my wife and I to... Thanksgiving dinner, and he lived in close to San Bernardino, which is quite a distance mm -hmm. from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So we went out to his house for Thanksgiving dinner, and his guest was Dizzy Gillespie. And I knew Dizzy from before, not well, but I had been around him. And the dinner was over, and Herb said, do you mind taking Dizzy back to the Lighthouse? Now, the Lighthouse is a jazz club at Hermosa Beach, very famous, and apparently Dizzy was appearing there. So I said, no, we'll be happy to take him back. That's a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like well, probably 45 miles, you know. So he's in the car, and he's talking about his wife. And that term, the hip bebop term was, she can really burn, which means cook, right? <laughs> right. So he started to talk about his wife. And he said, yeah, man, my wife can really burn. He said, just recently, she made some chitlins for me. And she cooked them, and she cooked them, and she cooked them. <laughs> When she was finished, they were chitterlings. <laughs> she really could burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. that. You know, that's an unaltered story. That's exactly how it happened. And he's got oh that voice, that, that 
husky, you know, oh, yeah. edgy oh, kind of voice. Oh, what a funny man. What a, I mean, <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh, my Dizzy gosh. was just amazing. Oh, and then goodness. his drummer, Mickey Roker, was my drummer when I first started with Nancy Wilson. Hmm. Tell us about Fancy Miss Nancy. Mm-hmm. Tell oh. us. She's not too well right now, unfortunately. I spoke to her again, and I spoke to her. Her birthday was just about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I called her, and the message machine leaves a voice that's familiar, a very elegant man. She was married to a preacher by the name of Wiley Burton, and he passed away some time ago, and she's never taken that voice off. you know. So I left a message. I said, I had a song in mind that would be appropriate for today, but I can't remember the melody. And it was happy birthday, you know, so I just left that message for her. And then I spoke to her son the next day, and I got to talk to her. And I said, how are you? And she said, I'm fine. I probably shouldn't go this far. And I said, how's your health? And she said, fine. And we'll leave it alone at that. She's okay. She's not you, performing anymore. Right, but you had a, you were with her for a long while. About seven years. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. what a fine singer. And that's how I did my television special in Sweden with her. And that's where Mm -hmm. I met my, the director of that show became one of my really close friends. And she's one of the reasons why I do what I do. That's right. Right. My parents had Nancy Wilson records and I fell in love with that voice. And when I met Don and he told me that he worked with Nancy Wilson, I was (gasps) completely an awe and it took me a year almost a year before I got my nerve up to call him to see if he would work with me because I was so intimidated by the fact that he'd work with these greats Lena Horne and Nancy Wilson I mean it was just stupendous but then I got to work with him and Don you're just something else it's been a joyous project for me (laughs) and a wonderful friendship I love you a lot I love you too I love you a lot we have something musically that's very rare and you know where I'm going and I know where you're going and it's it's just a really good feeling to have that type of relationship. Well the thing I try to do musician. in music as much as possible is listen. I mean that's I think that's one of the first commitments you know and I listen to the people I'm with and mm-hmm. it's really important yeah. and that's how you can develop some kind of a a wonderful exchange, you know, emotionally like as well as musically. Most definitely. And watching these two work together, ladies and gentlemen, in the recording studio in their CD, I can vouch for the fact that listening is a treasure for you and, and what makes you really tick. Well, it's such an important component. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, you know. That's and right. a lot of pianists are not like I am uh, in the sense that a lot of pianists don't really want to be, quote, an accompanist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not That's out right. in front enough mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. If I have a wonderful singer to work with, for me to have the ability to embellish their performance, and it's part of the arranging skills that would come if I was writing an arrangement for an orchestra with them, I'd do that on piano. And that's how I feel about it. You yes, know? yes, it's very evident. And I love the way you change with different people when you perform, mm-hmm. Don. I think it's, you really are a master. Oh, thank you um, so much. Since seeing you I'm last week. I'm starting to get really embarrassed again. Oh, I, no, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> since seeing you last week, I was speaking to my mother, who was a very fine singer herself. Mm. And I told her that you had worked with Dick Hames. Oh. She got so excited and said that was my, always my favorite singer. Can what you share a- with us a little bit about oh, that? Oh, what a great singer. I did an album with him at the Coconut Grove of the Ambassador Hotel, 
And every time I think about that stage, I think about how that stage is situated in that big showroom. Right behind the stage where the orchestra is is a hallway. And in that hallway are doors that go out to the kitchen, and that's where Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Uh-huh. Every time I played there, I thought about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But we did this album with Dick Hames, and somebody sent it to me recently, and I don't know if I even remembered how incredible a singer he mm-hmm. is. My he goodness. Indeed. And that album's available. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somebody sent it to me recently, and that's how I heard it again. He was wonderful. Oh, what a singer. And what Don, a sound. Don has recorded w- over 100 albums, something like that. I think Liz Coburn, who we mentioned Liz Coburn, last I'll week, tell you, has been doing research on that, and you've recorded I don't know how many times. She calls herself the Prez, P-R-E-Z. <laughs> <laughs> of the Don Trenner fan club. I never had a fan club. Well, you, you do me? now. <laughs> Besides us. Yeah, there you do now. <laughs> but that's fantastic she's doing that for you. I think it's wonderful. It's amazing. I mean, and she doesn't stop. I've heard from her this morning already. That's great. That's great. No, we need this in our lives. <laughs> that's Don. exactly right. With someone like yourself leaving behind what you've left behind, this is fantastic. Yeah. So tell us about the new CD that's going to be released on April 14th with B.J. Ward. Well, I started to tell you on the last radio show how I met her on, at <laughs> ABC Nightlife, and I asked her for the seven magic numbers. The thing I didn't tell you after that was shortly after she, she was in the living room of my parents' home on Orange Street in New Haven, Connecticut, and shortly after we were married. (laughs) And somebody asked her what BJ stands for, and she said, basically Jewish. (laughs) 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 She is just so funny. And then we did an album in Holland 40 years ago, and Liz Colburn looked up that album and tried to buy it, and this is totally amazing. She found a copy of it available for $500.15. She sent me the email. uh, So BJ sent me an email about, I guess, three months ago. And she said, don't you think we should do a CD before we die? (laughs) So that's why we did the CD. And we started another one that's almost finished. But she's leaving to go to London to do her performance. And what's the title of the one that's about to be released? Double Feature. Double Feature. And it's movie music, isn't it? Mostly movie themes. But you also have a a composition that's Yeah, and something that I wrote with, I was fortunate enough to get Arthur Hamilton to do the lyrics. But I never did anything with my music. I thought I'd get it finished and put it away somewhere, you know. And we found it again, and BJ recorded it. And, uh, right. Everyone's been trying to record. I recorded one, Where Lovers Live. That's oh, the yes. title of my CD. Yeah. Shaney Rainbow re- recorded two Shaney of the tunes. found 20 tunes. Yes. And there are more than that because we found more later on. And at the end of the year, the plan is to put on a show titled Leave It to Me, which That's is also the idea. title of the book, <laughs> and do all Don Trinner compositions because Don has not done anything with those compositions, and we need to make certain that people know his music because it's wonderful music. Out of the vault and into the recording studio. And don't you have one reserved for me too, for Twinkle Toes? I have a lot reserved for you. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) Now, Don, as, as you know, I'm from Oregon originally, and so is Doc Severinsen. And you two have a good story, don't you? My first orchestra was Ted Fiorito. 
I graduated from New Haven High School when I was 17. My parents wanted me to be a concert pianist. I went to Juilliard and took my entrance exams, and the same day I met a gentleman who um, wound up being with the Glenn Miller Orchestra, which also relates to New Haven. And he said, there's an opening with an orchestra. Would you like to... And I thought about it, and I knew that if I'm 17 now, and very shortly, in less than a year, I'm going to have to register for the draft. And I registered for the draft in San Francisco. We're at the Golden Gate Theater with the Ted Fiorito Orchestra. From there, we did a tour up the West Coast, and one of our trumpet players was leaving, and Ted said to me one night, he said, I would like you to meet some people. So I went with him, and he said, this is Dr. and Mrs. Severinsen. And Doc Severinsen's father was Dr. Severinsen. He was a dentist. And Doc Severinsen joined our orchestra. And now I was no longer the youngest guy in the band. Even though I was 17, he's three months younger than I. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And have you kept in contact? I mean, did you keep somewhat, in contact? Somewhat, oh, somewhat, oh. you know. But he, you know, he's had an illustrious career, and mm-hmm. I must tell you that any trumpet player that's honest will tell you what an incredible, dedicated trumpet player he is. Mm-hmm. Plays mm-hmm. and practices every day. That's why he's as good as he is. You know, everything you talk about, all the orchestras, all the players you talk about, we realize the importance through you and through these stories of the importance of the NBC Studio Orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to oh, think about. I sure. mean, this is pretty much a lost art right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we put orchestras together and, and you, you orchestrate, you know, yes. you know, groups like for Josh sure. Groban. But really, that was some time, wasn't it? Well, the opportunities I had, I mean, the people I met, I can't believe it when I was doing the Bob Hope shows. We rehearsed for seven to ten days because we had big production numbers with dancers. I mean, I spent time with Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire and Jimmy Durante and Anne Blythe and Nat Cole. I mean, I was around these people sometimes for five to seven days working Mm -hmm. with them. You know what? I mean, how lucky can one be? Nat Cole, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, The genius of Nat Cole. My oh. go, well, I can't, I can't go there. I get too emotional. Oh, you know? Don. Well, speaking of orchestra, oh. your orchestra, the Hartford Jazz Orchestra, had a performance this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you had a very lovely reunion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That was a thrill that took me a couple of days to get over. Yeah. I was standing in front of the orchestra. I think it happened before we started. I'm not sure. But I was standing on this stage that wasn't very deep. It wasn't really big enough for this big orchestra. And some gentleman came up to the stage and he said, Don, Bill Harback. And I said, laugh for me. Now, I'll explain that. Bill Harback was the producer of the Steve Allen show. I have not seen him since that show ended. I didn't know if he was around any longer. I didn't know where he lived. I knew nothing about his history. He lives in Fairfield. He was walking with a cane. His wife was with him. He's 95 years old and lucid and so together you can't believe it. Now, why did I say laugh for me? Because he had this really uh, explosive laugh that everybody counted on, particularly when we were doing comedy shows. And people used to bring him into other shows and stick him in the audience because he had this incredible (laughs) laugh. So when I said that to him, he said, Don, Bill Harback. And I said, laugh for me. And he let it right out. Oh, my God. 
That's, and that just happened last that Sunday. That was Sunday at the Pequot Isn't Library. At the Pequot fantastic. Library in Southport. Isn't that fantastic? Oh, was, my gosh. I'm, I can't, I'm so thrilled, you know. And there were pictures, and I know the, the Westport newspaper picked it up. There was something about about the jazz orchestra and the Westport newspaper. Oh, really? And yeah. Liz Coburn, of course, put a picture no. of the two of you to, on Facebook. Let me ask Facebook. both of you something. Otto Harbach. Was that his first name, the composer? Yes. That's his father. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible to see him. Wow. And then somebody took a picture, and it's been posted, you know. There's a picture of both of us, you know. And then I told him about the fact that Steve Allen Jr. has done the foreword for my forthcoming book, you know. And now he said, we have to have a dinner. And he said, you'll be the host. And he said, no, I, I will host a dinner for you, and maybe Steve can come too. You know, so nice. isn't that nice? That's oh, very nice. You are surrounded by good people. Well, that's, I can't believe. Oh, I can. I can't. Let's talk about that book a little bit. When did you decide to put this together? During my contracting with orchestras at the Mohegan Sun, very often I'd have any number of people there from as many as... The first one I did was the British Rock Symphony with 55 musicians. You oh. know. And then I had other orchestras, and I would hire these musicians that I know. And between 5 o'clock when the rehearsal would end and 7 o'clock showtime, we would go to the employees' cafeteria, which incidentally is wonderful at the Mohegan Sun. And there was one gentleman that sat with me, and his name is Tim Atherton. And Tim Atherton is an adjunct professor at Dartmouth and also Westfield State. He teaches low brass instruments and music history. And he wrote a letter to me. And I love the letter because it was grammatically wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I believe you have, quote, the moral responsibility to share the diversity of your career with the world. Well said. And he said, I'm willing to give up a year of my professorship to help you do this, which he did not do. But he came to my house, and we talked into a tape recorder, and I tried to recall everything I could remember, and he would take it back to his wife, and she Mm -hmm. would transcribe it. And then he would send me 100 pages, and I started to read it, and I couldn't read it. Now, I tell you this most honestly. I felt like this was the most egotistical thing anybody could ever do. <laughs> and he really got angry at me because now he we, he compiled maybe 300 pages. And finally someone else, a lady by the name of Marion Breeze, who is oh, oh, just a wonderful editor, got involved with me. And she said, you, got, you have to get this finished. Mm-hmm. And so she helped me because in talking into a tape recorder, you're not nearly as literary as you would be as if you would be a typewriter. You know, all oh, the guys went here and the guys went. Now, if I saw the word guys one more time, I was going to, you know. So we went over it all, and we're at a point of near completion now. And the publisher has said that he said this before the first, before just around Christmas time. He said it will be published after the first of the year. So he's had some delays, but I think it's probably going to be June. And this the reason the book is called Leave It to Me is another part of my life is I'm a, oh, you'll love this. One of my hobbies, do you remember Heath Kits? Oh, I used to build Heath Kits on the road. You, you did also? Yeah. I still watch a 45-inch color television set every night that's 25 years old, and it's a Heath Kit that I built. Right. And I used to go to people's homes, and I remember I went to this wonderful pianist's house one day, 
And he said, I'm having trouble with my fireplace. I said, well, leave it to me. I'll fix it for you. And I used to fix things. I said, leave it to me. And that's where it came from. And then I wrote the song, Leave It To Me. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's it. That's the, the See, but you've spent a whole lifetime fixing music, too. Yeah, oh, in, yeah. in your In your oh, arranging. Yeah. and Constantly. I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff now. I'm working with a lot of singers. This isn't kind to say, uh, they. well, I, I call them uh, Frank Sinatra wannabes. But the reason mm-hmm. I say that is that they're so influenced by this icon. Yes, they yes. listen to all his music, and that's who they want to sing like, you know. Right. And that—that's not what they should do. They should find out who they are. Who they you are? Know? Their honest right. voice, yeah. as we talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm not a Frank Sinatra wannabe, no, you're and I not. work with you. You're a Sylvia <laughs> Mims. You're a Sylvia Mims original. <laughs> SMO. <laughs> <laughs> SMO, I like that one. <laughs> Twinkle toes and SMO. <laughs> no, you're you're joyous. I just loved every opportunity I had to work with you or see you. I yeah, Don and I we have to see each other periodically, and we talk on the phone every week now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I call to check on him and see how he's doing because he's he's really. A special and one person. other thing I want to say to you because this relates to you. You recently did a concert with Matt de Champlain. And Matt Duancic, right? Yes. Matt D. Champlain and I have become rather close. He has my orchestra playing at the Glastonbury High School Jazz Festival on the 28th of April. Nice. And he's interviewing me first, and then he's bringing the orchestra. We're going to play for 30 minutes from 7 to 7.30 because the high school jazz groups are going to play also. Right. And isn't that funny how that connection oh, happened? Yes, it is funny. He's an amazing pianist. He yes, he is. he is. I mean, truly amazing. <laughs> he is. He's like a reincarnative art Tatum. Tatum, yeah, he really is. He's a stride pianist. The stride pianist. Mm-hmm. Stride, he calls stride, his album is called Stride, stride Bop. Bop. <laughs> because he's a wonderful jazz player, too. Oh, no, yes, and he he's is. about the shyest man I've ever been around, you know. <laughs> he and his wife came to my house and he played my piano recently. We're hoping to have him on the show in the future. Oh, yeah. you must. You yeah. must. And you're I'm, right. He is very shy and very sweet. Uh, oh, and he very is. sweet. <laughs> and the bass player is wonderful, too. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. You yes. know? In fact, I complimented him so much, I think he probably thinks I'm not honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, tell us again when the CD comes out with you and BJ. That's called double feature, right? And her, did you ever see any of the artwork on it? I did. The I've cover. seen the that cover. It's, it's a nice idea cute, with you know, the both of your names music. on the double feature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. nice. And I said to her recently, "What are you going to call the next one?" She said, "The son of double feature." <laughs> <laughs> so is the second one similar? Is it going to be mu- more, movie music more as well? Mo- yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, we've run out of time once again. Again? We were so thrilled to have Don for two shows, and we hope to have him again in the future. Uh, Maybe we'll have you back when the book is about to hit the bookstores. I love it. Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't give you a chance to talk, but you know. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's what you're here for. That's why you're here. They've heard us before. Exactly. Thank you so much, Don. We are so blessed to have had you today. I'm Sylvia. And I'm Pamela Kuhn, and this has been The Artist Space. There